It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. We've got a two-part interview with Brian Callahan for you today and tomorrow for you daily listeners. And if you're not a daily listener, well, no better time to start than the present. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available everywhere you get your podcast. So hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button so we're delivered to your eyes and ears first thing when we post every day. And thanks for making us your first listen. We've got a two-part interview, as I mentioned, with Brian Callahan coming for you to wrap up this week. We're going to start with a focus on free agency, how the self-scouting went with the offensive line and the decision to bring in the linemen that they did. We talked about Joe Burrow's focuses this offseason. So let's dive into that interview with offensive coordinator Brian Callahan. All right, Brian, let's start with the offensive line acquisitions and free agency. There was a clear focus. At least there appeared to be a clear focus for the front office in acquiring offensive line talent, some veterans, some guys that have a lot of starting experience, and then Lyle Collins became available to you. What was the self-scouting process like that led to that focus? And in that process, how did you decide what traits you wanted to target and what kinds of offensive linemen you wanted to bring in? Yeah, uh, that's a good questions because there's, you know, we, we were certainly focused on it. It was an area we felt like we needed to improve. Of all the areas on our offense, you know that that was the area that uh, we probably didn't perform as well as we would have liked over the course of the season, uh, and in a lot of areas in the run game and pass protection, uh, all those places we felt like we needed to get better uh, up front. And I think our guys did a great job of of targeting uh, the types of players we were looking for. You know, Steve Radicevic does an unbelievable job uh, trying to get all those things organized and set, uh, trying to have some idea of where the market might be. Um, and what those what those guys might cost, uh, and what what we're looking like as a, as a whole of a team. He does a great job of 
of getting that whole thing set up for us so we have a chance um, to drill down into the, into the types of players that are available. Because not every player in free agency is available to us because of a number of different reasons. A lot of it is tied to, to what kind of contracts they're looking for and what kind of fit they want. But um, the guys that we targeted are guys that we felt like were uh, guys that had experience, guys that have won a bunch of games. You know, obviously, Karras and, and Kappa both have Super Bowl rings. Um, bring that type of experience to our offensive line room. Uh, that's a huge part of the process. Uh, they're built the right way mentally. You know, guys that have had a lot of success uh, over the course of their early careers. Uh, tough, physical, you know, Frank's term, I think, got thrown around quite a bit uh, in the free agency period as, as glass eaters. And um, it's, a, it's a nice little buzzword, but it, that, that's the truth of it is we're looking for guys that, that were going to be, you know, smart, tough, and dependable uh, up front. And, you know, and then when Lael came open uh, into the market and we felt like we had a chance at him, you know, obviously his relationship with Frank was such a big deal. Um, we felt really, really good about the, being able to get that done and that he wanted to be here. And, and that, that's a nice uh, icing on the, on the cake for that uh, free agency period up, up on the offensive line. I thought we got three uh, really good, solid players uh, that elevate us uh, to, to a new level up front. And, you know, obviously with the draft still in play, um, there's a lot of things that could still happen. But we feel really good about where we're headed uh, in the offensive line room. Brian, take us to the Monday of the, the legal tampering period. That starts. 1201, Alex Kappa has agreed to a deal with you guys or something sure. close to that, I think Schefter yep. tweeted. A couple hours later, uh, Ted Karras agrees to a deal. And it's just like, boom, you didn't have to wait. Suddenly you've drastically, uh, in my opinion, upgraded your offensive line. What was the mood like between you and Zach and, and, and you know, really the, the entire coaching staff knowing that that's what you wanted to get done in free agency and that you had done a big part of it within, you know, a, a movie, essentially in a movie time as, as things mm -hmm. uh, unfolded on that day? It was it was good to have it happen quickly. You know, it was one of those, you know, you, sometimes when you get a free agency period and legal tampering starts and, and it's slow to go and you're waiting and, and nothing's happening and it gets and, and you know, you're we're just like everybody else. We're waiting too. We, we don't necessarily have any different information than the rest of the world does. Um, and we're trying to get things done and, and get deals deals done. And so it was just it was just reassuring that that it happened so fast and so quickly early in, in the process, so that it was that we knew we we had made an impact uh, at that position group. And I think that was a really important part uh, of our of our off season was was getting those things done and not having to to wait on anybody else. And we had a chance to, to dictate our terms a little bit. Um, when it comes to, to getting the type of players we wanted. And we felt really good about those guys uh, and our evaluations. Um, and they did a great job of, of going out and making it happen with the contracts uh, that, that made sense for them and for us. And so um, it was a really positive start to the free agency period. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm always happy when it happens quickly because you, uh, you don't have to wait too long and, and wonder what's going to happen. So it was good. It was a good start uh, to our offseason, I thought, and, and really made a, a nice mark on where we wanted to improve our team and how we wanted to do it. On the topic of waiting, Lel Collins was in town for three days. There was a fan following that found him out at the mall. Yeah. Were you more privy to information than fans were during that three-day window, or was yeah. it pins and yeah. needles for you too? Yes. I probably had a little more information than, than most people out there. Um, but uh, on the flip side, you, you never really know. You know, I'm not – it's hard to say that those things are going to get – when they're going to get done, how they're going to get done, because most of the, the most of those conversations are happening between agents in the front office, and and you don't, aren't always privy to, to what the up to date things at every minute are. Uh, you just you, you hope that it's going well, and you hope that that all the things that we think are going to happen, and the things that the players say, and the things that we say uh, are going to come to fruition. But 
Um, certainly wasn't, you know, anything where I was, I was uh, jumping up and down thinking we had it done. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that go into getting a deal done and uh, I'm happy he stayed in town. I think had he left, that probably wouldn't have been a great sign for, for us, but um, you know, he, he really wanted to get it done here and, and they found a way to make it work uh, with the contract. But those are things that I don't really have much say in. Uh, I'm more just waiting to, to make sure that, that we get the guys we want and, and hopefully that it works out. But um, it's a tip of the cap to the, to the front office and the, and the people doing the contracts uh, here in Steve Radicevic trying to get all the work done with the agents. And um, it's uh, it, it worked out well. But it was it was I mean, there was definitely parts where it was a little touch and go and we weren't sure what was going to happen. So uh, that's that's pretty normal. At any point during this process, adding these three offensive linemen or, or maybe it's Hayden Hurst as well. Did you jump up and down? Did you have a, a celebratory moment where you're like, man, we just got, you know, yeah. pieces that are going to unlock our offense? I just felt like the guys that, that we, you know, it was disappointing that that uh, happy for CJ that he got what he was looking for. But a little disappointing that we lost CJ. Uh, I was really excited about Hayden Hurst. Um, I think that he's going to be a really nice addition for us on offense. Um, and he's got a chance to prove himself. You know, he's, he's had been in two spots and had some production and, you know, now he gets a chance on a one-year deal. He's going to get a chance to prove how good he can be. And I think he can be really good. I think he fits what we want to do on offense. Um, and he, he was a fun addition for us. I think that I got excited after watching his tape more closely uh, about what he could bring to us as, as a pass catcher in particular. Um, but when you look at the offensive line, when, when we got the Lyle done and we finished up with three new starters up front, um, it, it was, I was very excited. You know, I just, I think that those guys, improve us a ton uh, both in their play and in and their their personalities uh, in our on our team in our locker room and in particular the offensive line room you know that's the those guys I mean you got to see a little bit of their press conferences but but those are no nonsense uh, real deal NFL offensive linemen that, that I think are going to help us a ton and uh, I'm really excited about them We'll get back to our exclusive conversation with Brian Callahan in just a second but I have to tell you about bet online a one-stop shop for all things sports betting, the NBA playoffs are here. Will Steph Curry play? Will he not? Will the Denver Nuggets, without their star Jamal Murray, be able to get past the Warriors? And what about the Phoenix Suns? Are they just going to make a run all the way towards the NBA Finals for a second straight year? And will they win it this time? Will they get over the hump? You can wager on all things NBA. You can wager on the NFL draft. We're talking draft with Brian Callahan during our two-part interview series and we know you're interested in the draft. So get the bet online right now. I've used them for NBA, for draft, for so much more, and you can too. So whether it's player prop bets, whether it's odds, whether it's anything in between from UFC to golf to boxing, bet online has you covered. Check them out now at bet online, where the game starts. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you think about these new additions... From a schematic perspective, you talk about what Hayden Hurst can do for you in the passing game. That there's a little bit of a different skill set there with him and CJ, where CJ is more in line and Hayden Hurst lined up a lot more at wide receiver or slot receiver alignments and yep. get a lot more athletic at right tackle. And Lel Collins looks like a, a really good fit for the zone kind of stuff that we saw a lot of last year. Are there big 
impacts on your plans for the offense without getting into the specifics for 2022 that these guys do unlock for you? Um, we're going to find out, you know, it, I think that's the fun part. And uh, there's certainly some things that they, that they have strengths that, that are different than what we've had here. Um, you know, does that allow us to do more, more of a particular scheme than another? It, it might. Um, the fun part is, is that it, every year is new, you know, and even, even if we didn't sign all three of these guys, we'd still have new pieces uh, and, the, and, the, and the year would start again. And last year really doesn't matter for us, you know, and, and you, you do your best to find the things you were good at uh, and keep your strengths uh, as strengths and find ways to improve what you, what you feel like you were weak in. But you, you, you learn about your team over the course of training camp and really, you know, probably the first month of the season, you, you're really trying to figure out who and what you are and what you're good at. Um, and that changes every year. And it's not necessarily always uh, we, we think we, we have ideas of what we think is going to be good. Um, but those things can change and it depends on who you play and the matchups you have. Um, so, yeah, I think that they, they offer us uh, they unlock some things that maybe we've we could do more of. We could be better at um, and maybe some schemes we haven't done as much uh, just because of the types of players they are. Um, but again, I, I, to sit here in, in March and April and be able to say that is, is I can't tell you for sure. And that's the fun part. We get to find out. Uh, come you know July and August and September. Those signings, specifically on the offensive line, allow guys you know that played a lot last year, like Akima Denigi, and and not that he's going to be a backup, but Denigi, Carmen, um, guys like that, Deontay Smith, Isaiah Prince, to mm-hmm. either battle for that left guard spot or be backups on paper. Mm-hmm. What? How do they fit into this? And how good is it for those guys to? almost learn from these proven guys and, and, and see, you know, the standard, cause these guys all got big contracts. Collins, it's his second big contract. It wasn't yep. his first one. So these guys are established in the NFL. How, how do you think that's going to benefit or, or these, these young guys are going to benefit from being around the veterans? I think it's great. I, I, I do believe that the, the competition aspect of it's always going to make everybody better. It raises the level, you know, um, if not for the simple fact that if, if you don't raise your level, you might not be on the team. And that's, uh, the 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 honest side of it but that's the truth and um you know that's but you hope that that motivates guys to to do even more than they've done and then perform even better and pushes them into a a spot where they've never been before and uh competition does that for guys it does make them better it does bring out the best in them most of the time and so for those guys to compete um and have a chance to really uh, have high level competition um i think it's going to make them all better and and the truth is as we've all seen over the years is you you have to have depth on your line and yeah. if you don't have guys that can step in and, and play get you out of a game get you out of two game stretch a three game stretch um you know hopefully not more than that if you, if if things are going well but that's not the reality you know it's it's a physical position and and guys do get hurt and they do miss time uh, so to have quality depth and young players that we feel really strongly about uh, i think is good and it's a good chance for those guys to to see a different viewpoint from different types of players that, like you said, have, have been around and, and, and are established players as, as offensive linemen in the league. And for young guys like Deontay and Jackson and, and Isaiah and Akeem, those, that, that's going to be a, an advantage for them if they use it the right way. You know, it's up to them to, to, to use that the right way and, and gain the advantage from it. But um, I think I really we're high on our young talent and those guys have development to go still. There's none of them have arrived by any stretch, but um, we like the traits that they exhibit. They've all played some. We've gotten peaks at, at them. Uh, sparingly, some a little more than others, but um, you got to have depth and you got to have guys that, that, that can play and step in. And, and those guys, I think, are certainly up to that challenge. And it's going to be fun, fun battles to watch. I mean, that's what makes training camp fun is when guys really turn it on and start fighting for roster spots. Uh, you, you, you see guys rise. And I think that we'll see our guys rise. 
And there's Trey Hill, of course, in the mix as well. You've got a lot of yeah. these young guys on the offensive line. Are they all kind of in the mix at left guard, or is that something that you think is going to be more focused between a few players? That'll be more focused. You know, uh, Isaiah has established himself as as a as a solid tackle prospect. Yeah. He's, he played well at times for us. He's a legitimate swing tackle. Um, you know, there's there's guys that that um, you know don't have the same traits as him that teams are playing with, and we, we like what Isaiah brings. Uh, he's got to get better just like everybody does. Um, but, you know, guys that are playing tackle are going to play tackle. Uh, and then our interior swing guys will compete. And, you know, Jackson and, um, you know, Deontay is going to play a little more tackle probably than Gar. But um, but Jackson and Akeem and Trey Hill, those are our, really our interior guys that are young and competing. Uh, and that way you got now four tackles at Deontay. Not that Deontay can't play at guard. And if he's the best one, he'll play there. But um, I think he's a, he's got a chance to be a better tackle. Brian, I think we've broken Bengals media code here because we haven't asked you about Joe Burrow and we're like 12 <laughs> minutes into the podcast. And so, what are you guys thinking? Uh, well, I, I don't know. Clearly, we uh, did not have a good plan, but let's uh, let's talk about number nine a little bit. Obviously, yeah. he's uh, the toast of the town and, and has been for the past couple of years, but this offseason different than the, the past two. It's not a COVID year where he's drafted at home and, and working out with his high school teammates and, and doing everything virtually. And then last year, obviously he was rehabbing. What, what do you think he's focused on improving this off season and how big is it? Do you think that he's going to have a, a close to a normal off season compared to the past two years? I think it's great. And I think the benefit for him too, is even the, the rest portion of it. You know, I think that gets lost. Um, you know, it was a long season. He's coming off a grueling rehab um, that, again, I, I know I say it all the time, but I don't think he gets nearly enough credit for for what he did and how he did it to get back to the place to where he could take a team to a Super Bowl. Uh, I think that's pretty remarkable. Um, but now he, he that's that's mentally draining, you know, and then you go right into a season trying to figure it all out and you go all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, there's a lot of pressure and a lot of things that, that get thrown on a guy over the course of a season like that, especially of Joe's caliber. And um, for him to be able to take a step back and take a deep breath might be just as um, uh, just as beneficial as as having a, a, an off season to work. You know, I think there's, you know, think, think if you think about all the things he's had to deal with over his short career so far, um, taking a step back and taking a deep breath probably is good for him. Uh, and I think he's done that a little bit too, and, and get a chance to really recover uh, from the season. But there's no question, him being fully healthy, taking the whole off season, getting a chance to improve. Um, his game and get a chance to step back and then come back here and get a bunch of work uh, when our guys come back in the building in May uh, for about five, about, I don't know what it ends up being, about five weeks uh, together, seven weeks total um, before we break and get to training camp. I think he's going to be really well served for that. And, uh, you know, there's nobody that works harder than him. And when it's time to work, he, he works uh, probably better than anybody. So uh, I think it's, you know, twofold. He gets a chance to relax and, and, and rejuvenate a little bit. And then when it's time to work, he'll be ready to go and, and he'll get a lot out of it. But uh, don't don't underestimate the the fact that he had a chance to take a take a deep breath and rest a little bit and not have to rehab and not have to uh, do anything with you know learn a new system and learn the NFL like he did his first year. So I think it's a really positive offseason for him. We'll get back to our conversation with Brian Callahan in just a minute, but let's be honest here. It's spring. And at some point, at least in Cincinnati, if you're in Cincinnati, the weather it's going to break and it's going to get sunny and you're gonna go on vacation. And you're going to need sunglasses and Shady Raids should be those sunglasses because they bring you all the features of $200 pair of sunglasses. They're quality. They look great. They feel great. They're comfortable, durable frames, premium, high-end finishes, everything you're looking for. 
at a fraction of the cost. You're not paying 200 bucks for Shady Rays, my friend, but you're getting that same quality. You're not sacrificing quality. And the best part, if you lose them, they'll replace them. It's as simple as that. And we know everybody loses their sunglasses here and there. I've lost them. You might too if you get Shady Rays. They're going to replace them for you. So check them out right now at ShadyRays.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON and you're going to get 50% off two or more pairs of sunglasses. Don't just get one pair. Get two. Use promo code LOCKEDON at ShadyRays.com for 50% off your first two pairs that you order. And it, it could be more than that. Two pairs or more. So if you want more than two, you can do that as well. Shady Rays. Check them out right now. ShadyRays.com. Promo code LOCKEDON. I say it all the time. There's nothing worse than having unreliable transportation. And that's why you need to go to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a one stop shop for all things car parts. So whether you drive a Daewoo like me, whether you drive a Mercedes Benz like my man Jake Lisko, they got you covered. They've been in the business for more than two decades. And rockauto.com is going to keep you on the road for less. Don't spend 30, 50, even 100% more on the same parts at a dealership or at a big box store when you can shop at rockauto.com in your comfy slippers from the comfort of your own home. Check them out right now, rockauto.com. Make sure you write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I watched the I Am Athlete podcast with Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle last night, and Jalen Waddle was talking about how it's really the first offseason he's had, the first break he's had, he said, since high school. Going back to you know the, the summer, the, the camps to get offers in high school, the offseason programs throughout college, coursework and all that stuff, and then coming into the NFL, you're preparing for the draft and you're right into it in, in the NFL, into training camp. You mentioned when you get back together in May, can you talk a little bit about what went into that thought process and pushing the start of the offseason program back a little bit? Yeah, I thought it was really uh, really smart um, by Zach as an initial idea. And, you know, we had talked to some people about how they handle their offseason program, you know, coming off of Super Bowls and, you know, obviously playing the longest season in history is uh, it's a lot. And it's and it's not just you can't look at it as just, OK, we played, you know, played four more games or ended up being five or six more weeks it's really a cumulative effect. It was 21 games and it was all those weeks. So you got to add all of that in together. And, and I feel it, you know, I mean, I, I, I feel the length of that and thinking to myself, as I watch teams come back for the off season, I'm like, Oh my God, I couldn't imagine starting right now, you know? And I think there's a mental refresher part of that, that you, you have to get away. You have to do things. And, and we're so focused now. We were so focused on free agency and the draft up to this point, you know, the idea of like getting back and coaching football, when some of these teams were reporting, I was like, Man, that's I, I can't imagine trying to do that. So I think imagine how the players feel, you know, like I, I'm sure they feel the same way. I can't imagine trying to be back working out in the, in the stadium when it feels like we just left. Um, so there's a there's a part of that that I think was was smart and uh, pushing everything back, letting these guys take a break. You're not you don't win the Super Bowl necessarily in the offseason. And it's really only two weeks. You know, it's not like we're talking we cut the whole offseason program in half or anything like that. But we want to make sure our guys had enough time and space between the end of the season to recover to mentally rejuvenate and be ready to come back and be excited to come back to work. Um, and it's, you know, that's the, that's the downside, if you will, to the, to the Super Bowl is that, you know, that's a mental thing where you gotta, you gotta, you, you reach the top of the mountain, we didn't get it done. And, and now you gotta start all over again. Uh, and that's sometimes it's hard to wrap your mind around, you know, all that work and all that time. And now you just, it's over. And now you gotta start over at, at the very beginning again, because last year really doesn't matter. So, um, there's 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 a mental part of that too, and I think it's smart to give our guys that time and space 
um, and let them come back a little bit later for, for basically for, for, you know, what ends up being probably about two, two weeks or so. Um, we won't start like actual on-field work with football until I think mid-May. Uh, they got two weeks of phase one I got to do first. So um, still think it was the right thing to do. Brian, part of the team success that you had last season led to you going back to, to Denver and in interviewing with the Broncos. I don't know if you physically went to Denver because it was in the middle of that playoff run, but what was it like interviewing for a head coaching job? Yeah. Um, you know, really, really awesome experience. You know, I, I've got some relationships there in Denver. Obviously I didn't know, uh, George Payton very well, but a lot of respect for him from people that I've, that I've talked to, uh, but just a great experience to be able to see what that process looks like. You know, it's, it was, it was hard cause it's right in the middle of a playoff run. So you're trying to just, you know, juggle your time the right way, um, and, and be prepared enough so that you show well in an interview, but really the interview doesn't matter cause we're trying to win playoff games. Um, <laughs> But it was it was good. It was a great experience uh, to to see what the kind of questions they ask, what they're looking for, and then get feedback too. You know, get get a chance to to see what that what that looks like. And I thought I represented myself well uh, in those interviews and in that process. And um, but it's a it's a good it's it's a totally different experience than than being a coordinator and getting ready for a game. And you know, all the things you have to think about, all the things you have to have answers for. Um, that process was was really good to go through, and, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Um, you know, interviewed for three and a half ish, four hours. I mean, you kind of cover every topic you could imagine covering um, about how a team should be structured and from salary cap to players to how you work with the operations to schedules to it's it's uh, it's lengthy. But it was it was really enjoyable. And I think I got a lot better from it. And it was a, it was a cool experience. It's a, always an honor to be included in those in those processes. Uh, and at some point down the line, someone feels like they, they want to hire me to, to lead their program, then. Uh, so be it. I'll be excited about that. But in the meantime, I don't really worry about all that. You know, the rest of those things take care of themselves. I try to do do the best job I can here uh, and see what happens. But it was a good process to go through. And it's not the worst place to try to do your best job. You get to try to defend an AFC title run, which has got to be exciting. So last question for this yeah. part. You talked about your restarting. It's a new year and everything. What's the thing you're most excited for going into this year, coming off a Super Bowl run instead of coming off the more difficult seasons we could say to, to start in Cincinnati. I think it makes it, uh, it's, it's a, it's a different mindset, um, coming in because we know, we know what we're capable of. Uh, whereas in past years, we're trying to find, we're trying to have our guys find that potential, find that, that spot where they, there's, there's good as we believe we can be. And I think what was cool about this year is, is we showed how good we all believed we could be. Um, and now going into another year, now, now it's behind you. Now you've, you've put it out there. Our players have put it out there uh, where we can be as good as anybody uh, in, the, in the NFL. And the idea is, is to see how much better can you get. We know what, we know what, what it takes now. They've tasted it. They feel it. Um, and now it's a chance to really try to push and really try to climb and, and find that, that next level that can get us a world championship. Um, and that, that, that's fun. That's exciting when guys come back to work and it's like, all right, we get to do it again, but here we know we know what we're capable of. We know how how hard it is. Uh, we know what kind of work it takes. Um, but man, what a cool challenge to be able to try and go do it again, knowing that you're capable of doing it. Does that make sense? I, I guess is that mindset for me um, makes it pretty exciting to be able to to go try to defend a title, knowing that you're capable of doing it. Well, it makes in, a lot of sense to me. Yeah. You were in Denver for for that, right? For both yeah. runs, and Correct. so. You, you've been there on the, the losing side and then having to get back there a few years later. So you know what that's like. I think you're probably one of the only ones in that building that, that knows what that's like. 
Yeah, it's and it's that's a that's an advantage for for me to be able to share that experience with 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 our guys and, and what it looks like when you're when you're trying to repeat when you're trying to get back. You know, we you know we went and lost the Super Bowl in, in dramatically bad fashion in Denver uh, against Seattle in 2013. Uh, felt like we still had a really good team the next year. We were still really good again, uh, but then we got upset in the divisional round against the Colts at home. You know, we were, had the first round by a number one seed. Thought we were going to go right back again, and, and we didn't play well in that playoff game. Um, but we played well for the course of that season, and I think our guys had the right approach uh, in Denver that year. We had a lot of talent and a lot of really good players, um, but guys knew how to go approach that and say, look, we are we know we're capable of going back. We can go back. you got to start over and put the work in, understanding that's the case. But, um, you know, that's not uh, – it's not easy. There's no doubt about that. But um, – and then having, you know, three or two years after that, we had a coaching change and then still found a way uh, to get back there in 2015 and then finally win it uh, was a really – a rewarding feeling but um you know we knew we were capable of that type of achievement and i think that that's a big deal uh when you actually are aware of how good you can be uh, and what it takes to get there i think that that matters a lot uh, versus when you don't really you're not sure i think our guys are sure i think they know that they can be uh, the best in the nfl and, and the best in the world so uh, that's exciting very pertinent experience as the yep. cincinnati bengals will try to regroup and get back next year but before that comes a draft that's part one of our interview with Brian Callahan. We've got plenty more to talk about with him coming your way tomorrow. We're going to dive into the draft, some philosophical questions, and some questions about some of the individual position groups on offense where the Bengals may be interested. So make sure you check that out, dropping tomorrow here on Locked On Bengals. Until next time, Bengals fans, hootay, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.